Welcome back, everybody. This is Gas Presents Sports for the Culture. It's episode 17. We got a great show waiting for you all. Uh, welcome to all my new listeners out there. Um, you're in store for something great. If you're a returning listener, hey, strap in like always and get ready. Let me introduce my uh, my panel, man, my, my brothers. Top left, state your name. Hey, y'all know, y'all know what time it is. We do this. Good-ass sports, scruff lion. Y'all know what time it is. NBA is getting hot and spicy. I'm ready to dive in. Yes, sir. Bottom left. Let's go. It's your boy, Dimelo Vagu, man. We're a couple of weeks away from having maybe fantasy football. I'm itching a draft. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, man. We, we might get football back, man. Let's Let's go. Bottom right. Hey, it's your boy, Young Rome. Young Rome 22 on all the socials. I'm very excited to get football back. Uh, hopefully, we definitely got a fantasy season and a football season. But right now, man, I'm I'm hyped for this NBA, man. The bubble has been wonderful, man. We got to get into this. For sure. We got a big slate today. Um, I guess I never introduced myself. I am T Boogie at T2Es, two underscores and a boogie, baby. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, follow me. But uh, we got a lot to talk about in the bubble, man. The bubble's heating up, man. It's heating up better than I think most people expected. Uh, this NBA restart has given us a lot of a lot of good moments, a lot of big moments. Uh, Dame and Paul George uh, beef, you know. Dame and Skip beef, and Dame seems he's catching a lot of heat right now, but he's also giving a lot of smoke. T.J. Warren, we got a lot of guys going crazy. Book Luca. Um, Sixers, we got a lot of information, man. A lot of stuff going on. Let's let's just get it started, man. Let's start where, where we at. Dame just went for 60. Um, coming off of a 50 night, coming off of a missing two clutch free throws against the Clippers, which sparked everything, man. How do you guys feel about that whole exchange and what's going on right now with, with Portland and Dame? Hey, I'm loving it, man. If y'all know, y'all watched last week, y'all know what I said, man. I said what I said. The Blazers gonna get that last spot. Man, and right now they already have the eight spot. So not even already coming from behind trying to play into the nine seed. They have now the upper advantage. They in the eight spot right now, which means whoever gets that nine seed, if they can hold on to that position, it's going to play them twice. So I'm loving everything. I'm loving the energy Dame's coming with right now, man. He basically saying Dame Lillard versus everybody who wants it. And he coming straight with it. And he calling folks out, bro. What he said about Paul George, man, that 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 was Ooh, that was probably one of the realest comments I've ever seen a player make on Instagram. Like, that was shots fired. He said, young boys, chumps. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and summarize it for the folks out there that didn't quite catch it. Dame misses two clutch free throws. Beverly and George are on the bench screaming, Dame time. Just kind of taunting them. Uh, Clippers win that game. Beverly gets on IG and basically says, Cancun on three. Paul George follows up with... <laughs> You're going home, like, and Dane basically called them boys chumps, man. Said said they're scared of the grind. They're switching teams. Might be true, and uh, called them chumps, man. Dame below, man. How do you feel about all of that? Shit, man. That's one man. If there's an Aaron Rodgers in the NBA, it is Damian Leonard. That's a bad man right there, yeah. That man, his arch is just nasty. And damn, man, I think they got to put some respect on that man's name. He did take some boys home a couple times, sent them to Cancun or Barbados or wherever anybody wants to go in the summertime when they ain't playing the playoffs no more. 
at this point, man, Damian Leonard, man, uh, I, I was going for the Lakers, but if that's looking like a Portland versus Laker, I would I'll say that goes to seven games because if Damien has anything to say, it's just damn. But then again, man, we're talking about King James. I don't want to jump the gun just yet, but I don't know, man. I feel bad for anybody who has to see him in the first round. It's never yes. been too pretty anybody going up against him in the first round. You can call Houston and you call the Thunders. Look what he did to both of those teams. Then yeah. I mode ASAP. Damien's definitely said some flip flop. Definitely, Davis. <laughs> definitely sent some boys home, man. Ro, what you think about Dame, man? Beach sandal, boy. Man, I, I, I love it, man. Dame is bringing the energy we all need and we all miss, man. It seemed like we were without sports forever, and Dame is bringing it like single handedly right now. I love the beef with PG. I love the beef with Skip. I'm, I'm here for all of it, man. And uh, the way I see it, man, he's got – he's right. Everything that he's saying is right. I'm not, I'm not going to say his language was correct. I'm not going to call those guys chumps. But, uh, I mean, he's, he's not wrong in what he's alluding to, man. They are kind of running from the grind, at least the way that he's grinding. It's very respectable. Um, and, and, I, and, Scruff, man, you did say it last week. I got to jump on board, man. The, the Blazers are definitely taking that eighth spot. Uh, you, you called it first that we probably should have seen it a little sooner. Melo's balling as well. Uh, we got to mention him, throw his name out there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that Dame and them boys are going to beat the Lakers in the first round. I got the Lakers winning it all. But it's going to go seven games, and it, it'll probably be one of the better series of all the playoffs. So, well, uh, I'm hyped for it. Before we go that far, is Dame even going to get that eighth seed? I mean, Devin Booker has been <laughs> one-man inferno uh, even before the bubble. I think these guys have won nine out of the last ten, eight straight, something like that. I mean, the Suns are blazing right now, not to make a pun. Um, anybody catch Devin Booker? They see what this guy's doing, man. Another thirty-five uh, and another win. Man, think- I love what I love what Book is doing, and I love that the Suns are undefeated. But this is going to be one of them things where it's just too little, too late. It's, it's nice for the bubble. It's good, good to see him balling in the bubble, and uh, we'll be looking forward to what what the Suns do in the future, but. For my money, it's too little too late. Makes sense. Makes sense. I see you shaking your head, Scruff. What you got to say about Buck? It's not too late. It's not too late, man. It's not too late at all, man. The one thing about Disneyland is where where magic happens, man, where dreams come true. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) So the Suns literally had a literal, like, Long shot. I don't think anyone in the world would have picked them to actually come. I was even thinking before that. I'm glad I didn't say it publicly. I was thinking, man, why are they even in there? But, um, you know, they making some noise. They had a slight glimmer of hope to get into playoffs. Now they're about within a game. You know, they're right there in striking distance. Right now, it's, 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 not, it's not unreasonable to think that the, the Grizzlies could fall out of the whole conversation. Um, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think it's going to come down to the Suns against the, the, the Blazers for the final spot in the West play-in game. Now, I got my money on Dame to take it, but the way Devin Booker been playing, he ain't taking no L's, man. So right now they're undefeated in the in, in, in the uh, in the bubble, honestly. And he's dudes playing out of his mind. He's been playing like that. Now the rest of the guys around him are stepping up too. I think the Suns have a legitimate opportunity to make the playoffs. Ultimately, though, I think the Blazers are the bigger threat. Hey, G, what do you think, man? You think you think the uh, the Suns can make the push and knock the Grizzlies out? And do you think they could get past Dame if they did? 
Refresh my memory. How's the NBA doing this eight seed again? I think you have to be at least like one game behind, I think, or half a game. It's already a foregone conclusion that there is going to be a playing game. A playing game. You have to be within three and a half games. And that's already all the teams. Literally, four teams are within that within that distance right now. So, so it could go, it could go well, anywhere. About the Spurs, still Suns first. Right? Yep, Suns Spurs, Grizzlies, Blazers, right there. Four teams, one, all, one spot. Uh, I still think coaching has a big thing to do with this game, this this basketball game. So, if the Suns have to go against the Spurs, I'm not I'm not gonna not put my <laughs> money with Greg Popovich now. One of the best coaches. NBA history. So at, with the Suns, I mean, just like what Rome says, a little too late, man. Because that's a big obstacle that you're talking about playing against uh, maybe the Spurs, right? And then going against Dame Lillard. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not betting on the Suns, man. Devin Booker. I think you're going to Caracoon pretty soon, my man. I, it was fun in Florida, <laughs> right? I get it. He, he's doing good things. He's doing great things. Things that he should have been doing prior to the bubble. So at this point, just like what Rome said, I'm gonna agree with Rome, it's a little too late. Just, just give us these great moments, but you're going to Cancun, my man. <laughs> I mean, look, we all know he's a prolific scorer. I mean, we've seen the guy light the scoreboard, but he's finally putting it together with the wins. And I don't know, man, Popovich, I don't really like what the Spurs have. They don't look that enthusiastic. I'm um, not really putting my chips in DeMar DeRozan to get that team across the hump. I really think it'll be uh, a Spurs and a uh, Portland matchup. Uh, Rome, you think you think Portland could overcome uh, a hot Devin Booker? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think, I, I, like I said, I think Devin Booker is hot right now, and I think it's good for the bubble, and I think it's good for the moment. But I just don't see it lasting into into uh, into the playoffs. I think the the Blake Portland is is just better suited to even get in there. I think they give the Lakers a better run for their money. Uh, I think the Suns are p- potentially swept right on out. I think that could be a you know Devin Booker was hot and then the flame goes out and then it's, it is what it is. So I think it, it works better for the Suns even if they just have this little run and the, they're the team that almost made it and then we go into next season saying what are they going to do? Right, right. I'm a, I'm gonna pivot a little bit, but I'm gonna stay on the Suns, man. Did you guys catch Draymond, <laughs> Draymond Green getting that uh fifty thousand dollar fine for tampering? Anybody see what that's about? If if you're listening out there, basically, uh, Draymond Green. I'm gonna summarize. He just said, get the kid out of Phoenix, man. Get the kid out of Phoenix. Phoenix isn't, you know, get him to a place where he can do what he's doing and get, you know, what I'm saying, win, be on a winning team where they can really get after a championship. So. Scrub, what you think about that, man? Fair fine. Was he tampering or just speaking his mind? Man, he wasn't tampering at all, man. He was just doing literally what he was what he was what he was asked to do when he got brought on there. That's like ridiculous. You feel me? Like, why even have players come on the air if you you can't even talk? Like the dude said nothing about come to he didn't say, Hey, come to Golden State. He said, Yo, somebody need to get him out of there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get him out of there. He was criticizing the ownership, which realistically they deserve to be criticized, man. When's the last time the Suns were in the playoffs? Like Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, them days, man. Like, come on, bro. That's that's the thing, man. Fifty K, bro. That hurts. I know. I know them dudes is millionaires, like multimillionaires, making crazy loot. But yo, literally, bro. He ain't do nothing different than what me, you, and the rest of us are doing right now. He's just speaking the truth. 
you get getting trying to find fifty k like that hurts, bro. That hurts, man. Whoa, whoa. so they find they find uh, Draymond for that? Yes, sir. Fifty yeah. k. Okay, I'm confused. What exactly did he say that other players haven't said in the past that have actually led to players leaving and joining up? I thought that I was mean, the thing. Like, what what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I got the exact quote right here, man. It's great to see Book playing well and Phoenix playing well, but get my man out of Phoenix. It's not good for him. It's not good for his career. Sorry, Chuck, but they've got to get Book out of Phoenix. I need my man to go somewhere that he can play great basketball all the time and win because he's that kind of a player. That was and that's, worth 50. That's tampering. That's 50K worth of tampering. Uh, the NBA normally isn't bugging, but this is a very NFL like move, <laughs> bro. This is that I, I don't even understand it. That's a head scratcher. I, I hadn't seen this headline. Uh, that's a big head scratcher for me, man. It makes no sense. I mean, if this is some sort of subtle play to get booked to, to get out there with Golden State, then find them five million for all I care. Stop the super teams. But if it's really an honest request, just to be humble and say, put my guy in a winning franchise, then I- I'm not against that. I'm not against that. What, what you think about it, G? Man, let's not forget what Doc River did last year with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Remember, fellas, during the All-Star weekend, how he compared him to Michael Jordan? I believe he was fined like half a million by the league that the Clippers owner ended up paying for it just because he was like, right, that's my guy, Doc River. But like, if nobody learned from Doc River... I mean, Jamon Green, come on now, my guy. You you know you know the league is watching, and you know the league is just like well, he, in their opinions, like stopping super teams as much as possible. Spread oh. out talent everywhere. Spread it out, because that's what you want at the end of the day. No, you just can't have another fucking top five player or top ten player just jump ship and go to the Golden State Warriors. Now, that's all we're seeing every final is fucking go to state. Right, Part right. French, man. I just can't see another. I am a go to state hater at this point in my life. Okay, so let <laughs> me let me put the question. Long. Let me put the question up like this: Did he get did he get fined because he's with Golden State and they're known for building super teams? Because if Bradley Bill would have came out and said something like this on on the Wizards, is that you know what I mean? Are are we worried about them becoming a super team, or is this because? He's on the. You hear what I'm saying? I think it's got more to do with his reputation. If you ask me, I think you're on something. With his reputation, man. It's like it's like, man. I tell you what, we going back a number of years, but during my playing days, bro, I played a lot like Draymond Green. Real talk, I was a little bit of a dirty player. You feel me? I get you. I get you. I, I grab you. I grab your jersey. I do what I gotta do. But once once the refs know that you're that guy. You get the reputation for being that guy. And then sometimes you legitimately try to turn a new leaf and you can't even do it. They're like, oh, look, there he go doing that same old stuff. So when Draymond's been a candid speaker, he's the dude, the type, the type of dude to speak his mind, say what he wants. So he gets on there, man. They read, oh, what? Did, what did Draymond say? Did he say another play? Okay. Tee him up. Like, come on, man. No, I think you got a point. And this isn't Draymond's first time criticizing uh, the Phoenix ownership. Uh, he did it with Marquise Chris, too. So. Oh, what we got there. Draymond would have criticized either way. The moment Booker leaves the Suns, Draymond will say he's weak. That's that's another valid point, man. If if he does link up with a team outside of Golden State, I, I could see Draymond coming around the other way and saying that's a weak move. You know, let's say he goes play goes and play with KD and uh down there in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie. I, I can see Draymond being upset with that. But uh hey, let's not spend all our Philly. Hey, he <laughs> that's a good landing spot for him, honestly. But uh, Let's let's 
let's uh, it's a lot of guys on fire right now. Let's let's keep it pushing to some of these other names in the bubble, man. Luca, TJ Warren. Um, these guys have been lighting it up too, man. Like, what do y'all think, man? Is is it because of the bubble? Is it are these players just starting to come into their own? Like, what's going on? Well, we're talking about Luca. Luca's always we always knew he was gonna be someone of a good mm-hmm. player. Like, like look at the way he ended last year. Like that was my rookie of the year last year. And look at him now, it's just like the way he's ascending is is just crazy though. Like I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I thought he would be this great, but he's just fucking balling out. TJ Warren, I think he's more like fake gold. Like I think it's just for the spirit of the moment until teams just actually start watching film on the guy and just they go, shit, all right, we can stop him. You saw what my boy Jimmy Butler did. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, when, then the couple of these other players that are doing great is just like, all right, it's all about – I'm right now, like, well, I'm, the way I'm feeling about the Lakers is just, like, look at how they're playing right now, right? They're taking games one at a time. Some of these games, they're not even trying to put the all foot in it. And then other games where they're putting the foot down to the pedal to make sure they win, like the, when we saw last, last night, the night before. When Kuzma shot that big three, and then we're talking about when he won against the Clippers, like certain games is where they put in, and all certain games is just like, all right, players are gonna yeah. come, let's ease it down. It all depends on who we're watching and how we're going style of play. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm give a quick shout out to Bryce here because, like you said, a, a lot of these teams at the top kind of have their position settled or, or picking which nights they they're gonna play their guys. You know what I'm saying? Except Toronto. I mean, even and even when Toronto's sitting a guy or two. Like every night, they bring playoff intensity. So uh, Toronto's looking better and better to me. But who do you guys right now? If you had to pick a bubble MVP, who would it be? Because I've seen TJ Warren pretty much embarrass the Lakers. I mean, he threw the ball off LeBron's back. I mean, I, you don't do that to goats, man. <laughs> you, don't, you don't do that to goats. Uh, and Luca's getting triple doubles every single night. Nobody can seem to contain him. He's and we can't forget about Harden. So who do you got? Who's your bubble MVP? Who's your favorite person to watch right now? Must see TV. Damian Lillard. I got to go Luka. All right, we got a Lillard. Luka. We got a Luka. What about you, Scrub? I got to go Dame, bro. <laughs> I got to go Dame. But <laughs> TJ Warren, TJ Warren gets my most improved <laughs> or most surprising player, if you will. Okay. All right, look, you- look, look, look. Real quick, let me explain why I'm going Luka. All right, over Dame. Dame started balling out after he missed those two free throws, right? So right. I'm, I can't give him too much credit for before that. He needed that extra motivation, and I love what's happening after the fact. T.J. Warren, although he did ball on the Lakers, and T pointed it out what he did to the GOAT, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he ha- also had some duds in there. There was a couple games I believe he had under 20 points, and those were pretty recent. So he had a couple duds in there too. And then uh, Luca, man, he's just been the most consistent to me. He's – He's been Luca every game, like every game. He's he's giving you what he's got. Uh, that pass, bro. That that pass the between the legs. Oh, come on, bro. That was one of the dirtiest passes <laughs> I've seen in a long time. And T, you know, you know, ball, so you can break. How, how, that is that level of difficulty that's up there to do that full speed while all that's going. So I got to no, go no. with Luca. Look, look. Let me rebuttal that because I agree with you a thousand percent, man. When I hear about great passers, they bring up names like LeBron. Um, but Luca is—he's just a natural basketball player. Now, he, now he's been playing pro since about fourteen to fifteen. But that pass right there, off the pick and roll, which is NBA basketball, it's pick and roll through the legs. He couldn't just dish it with the offhand because the two defenders right there. I mean, to start with a crossover and just 
switch it through to the bounce. Oh man, that's that's beautiful basketball, man. That's music. Uh, and I, I love something. it. I got something from Rome. But but for Luca to be the most consistent, Dame went for 61 and uh beat them yeah. tonight. Yeah, beat them tonight. Yeah. I, so, I mean, to be to be fair, my notes my notes didn't include tonight's game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair point. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Remember, Damian Lillard, right, right before he played the Clippers, he scored forty one. I mean, forty five points. The last lowest scoring his lowest scoring game throughout this bubble has been twenty one points. Coming into the bubble, he scored twenty nine points. The game against Boston was thirty points. The game against Houston, twenty one points. Denver. 45 points, Clippers 20, 22, Philly 51, and Kinsley's game 60. Like, how are you? How do you believe it's not your favorite player? Oh, you're not even naming the whole stat line, bro. The thing is, yeah, he dropped 21 points in one game. Oh, 21. Like, that's not a lot. But he also dropped nine rebounds, eight assists in that same game. First game from the bubble, he dropped 30 and 16. Then he dropped yes, 45 and 12. You feel me? Like, then he dropped 51 and then 61. <laughs> the worst game he had was probably against the Clippers. He had 22. And like I said, he, you, you're right. He took an L. But he, he was balling before that. And he was balling after. I mean, I, I, I can't – I don't want to knock Dame at all. And this isn't a knock. But right now, I got to watch Book, man. I, not, not to harbor back the Book, but, like, the, he's getting wins. He's getting wins in Phoenix. We haven't seen Phoenix win since – I, I don't know, man. It's been a long time. Uh, Amari and Nash. <laughs> That's the last time we've had some excitement <laughs> in Phoenix. But, um, Scruff, Scruff what, what's going on with your Sixers, man? I know you're a big Sixers guy. You got injuries. I mean, what's, what's happening, man? Are, are you guys a, a threat or a joke at this point? All right. First of all, we're not a joke. So we can rule that out of the possibilities. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait your turn. Wait your turn. We are not a joke. And I'll say another thing, man. I'll say another thing. Actually, I was pretty much ready to say that we're done, to be honest. But I'm going to be honest. I don't think we're all the way done. Like, we're like three quarters of the way done, but we're not all the way done, man. I'll tell you what, man. When we got Joel Embiid in the lineup, actually, our record, so people always talking about, oh, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Like, when they haven't played together, they've been all right, man. Like, they played together and played well, too. But Joel Embiid, his record, our record with them, him alone, is pretty good. So here's the thing. If we, we're going to make it to the playoffs, we're going to secure probably the, the sixth seed. Now, even without Ben, what that means we're just going to be running the, we're going to be playing through Joel. Now, the way I see it, this, uh, this bubble playoffs is all about matchups, man. You already know this, the Sixers struggled notoriously bad on the road this season. They were excellent at home, terrible on the road. Now, every game is the same. They're going against Boston. Season series against Boston, the Sixers have the edge. Now, another thing about Boston, about the matchup is they don't really have a good big. Like, they don't have – they literally – the Sixers made the tactical move to get Al Horford, and why it has, while it hasn't been the best move, it hasn't panned out exactly the way that they said or they hoped it would, this is the perfect time for Al Horford to come into play because Al Horford was literally one of the key pieces of reason why Boston was beating us. Now, they don't have a center. Who's their star center? Daniel, Daniel Tice? You know what I'm saying? You're going to yeah. put Daniel Tice against Joel Embiid? You must be kidding me. And then we have Al Horford, too. Like, not only – they can't stop either of our bigs. So, if we just play through the bigs and their guards don't torch us, I think we have a chance to actually still advance. I'm cautious about it. 
because ultimately I'm going to start the bandwagon if it already hasn't been started. Philadelphia started a while ago. Fire Brett Brown. I'd hope Brett Brown don't, don't keep his job beyond this season. No disrespect to Brett. He's a nice guy. But he doesn't belong in the head coaching position, you know, anymore. He's he's already his time's been up. Now if he miraculously gets out the first round still, which I think like I said it's possible. I don't know. I hope they don't get crazy and keep him for another year. But I think that if we can muster it up with the right matchup, them bigs are going to be a problem for Boston. So I wouldn't rule this out yet. No. Hey, G, I wanna I wanna swing it to you because I you kind of had a smirk on your face. And I, I thought that was a, a fair opinion from a fan, you know what I'm saying? From a guy that supports the Sixers. I, I found that extremely fair, man. So so what we you know, so what was going through your mind? What we're seeing right now with the Sixers is if if you the Sixers take the lead with Embiid, whatever you see in the bubbles, whatever you're gonna see from here on out. But they need to do something with Beth Simmons. Get him support. Clearly, this whole Ben Simmons and Embiid project is not going to work out. It hasn't worked out. There's nothing that they, nothing that the coach could fix at this point. So at this point, is like, you know what they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So these guys haven't gotten it together, don't plan on having it together. So you, what you need to do is, I'm sorry, Nick, you need to trade Embiid. Find shooters <laughs> for Ben Simmons. Because you got Harper, right? Harper, you got him at this point. He's your center. So you got a decent big. So just find shooters around Ben Simmons. Find better shooters. Draft a lot better. And you got to get a new coach. Like you, you got a lot of things to do come September or the end of August, if anything. But it's just like, yo, the Embiid and Ben Simmons project is over, man. Like, you guys... You saw we're gonna see what Boston do to you guys every each and every season from here on out. It's gonna torture you guys. <laughs> Damn sure none of your guards are gonna stop stop them boys from putting some fire in here. So 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 we have two so we have two takeaways so far. We got Scruff saying fire the coach and the team's gonna be all right. We got we got my man Demolo Ragu saying trade <laughs> trade the center <laughs> and Trey Embiid and fire the coach. Hey, 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 Rome, I'm afraid to give – you might say sell the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should go. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I, I'm not going to pretend like I know how to fix the 76ers or what the best plan of action moving forward is. I'm going to just answer the question uh, as it pertains to them in the bubble. And the answer is, is yes, they are done. Uh, I, ha I was planning on having a prop. I, I didn't grab it. I had a fork because that's how done they are. Like, it's time to eat. Stick a fork the in them. The sixes are done. Uh, Scruff, I mean, you, you mentioned something like getting out of the first round, but then I think you stopped talking about that because we know that's not going to happen. So, I mean, is I, I think y'all avoid getting swept, which is good, but it's not – I mean, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right, so we're let me... three and one against the Celtics during the season. Though. Sixers were three and one against the Celtics. So first of all, they not beating they're not beating it all crazy or like was, I don't know what G was Simmons talking playing? about. Oh yeah, the, the Celtics are gonna keep kicking us, kicking. Nah, what what what? What three we beat them three times and they beat us once. How are they how do they how are they kicking up on us, bro? I, I feel you. I think Tobias Harris is an underrated piece that people don't talk playing? about enough. No one to know. Was Ben Simmons like playing? AI. You heard? <laughs> He's, hey, hey, the, the streets want to know, was Ben Simmons involved in that three and one record? 
because he's not anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. He was, he wasn't involved in every game, but yeah, okay, good point. That's a fair point. <laughs> it's gonna hurt, man. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> so, all right, man. I think I think we've covered most of the basketball talk. I, anything else, you guys? Any other takeaways from the bubble? Um, I'm enjoying uh, the virtual fans myself. What one thing I wanted to bring up and, get, and see what everybody was thinking of was the the uh, Damian Lillard and and Paul George beef. I don't know if y'all saw the the girlfriend and the sister were getting into it, and it had me wondering, man, like how how deep is this beef going to go? You know, like they're all in this bubble together. You know, they're all. It's not like like we're going back to different cities after the game. You know, like are we going to see any 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 any. Uh, Brawls in a bubble? Could we see a bubble brawl possibly? What, what, what do y'all think about that? Should get a little too heated. I, I the think conditions we, are right. Yeah, I think <laughs> we we'll definitely. I think we'll definitely see a fight in the playoffs. I'm gonna say we're gonna. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna go set the over under at, at, at one, and I, I think we're gonna go one fight and uh, just between two guys. Not a not a huge brawl, but it won't be Lillard and Paul George. They yeah. they kind of have pieced it up since then. A phone call wasn't made, and they kind of. You know, square things away. I don't think anybody's going to punch anybody walking around the bubble. Giannis headbutted somebody too. last night tonight. Didn't? Yeah, he headbutted Did? somebody from the Wizards. He got ejected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. That's that's breaking news right there. <laughs> yeah. I ain't, I ain't see that. You sure he wasn't just punching the air? <laughs> no, nah, bro. Like, he literally headbutted one of your boys from. From the Wizards, bro, and got ejected. I'm like, okay, got my money on Giannis in this one. All right, all right. I'm, I'm watching the video live. It's certainly a headbutt, but it's also a flop. So <laughs> it was Mo Wagner. Uh, <laughs> Mo Mo Wagner, victim of a vicious headbutt. <laughs> <laughs> Cushion protocol, baby. Yeah, hey. nah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy, but also. Shout out Kyle Kuzma, though. Shout out Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. He might be the X factor for the Lakers going forward because he came up big in the last night's game, man. And it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. Shout out to uh, Cardi B. You feel me? Shout out to Megan. Uh, <laughs> shout, out to Win- shout, out to, shout out to Winnie Harlow. I think I think that WAP giving him some good luck. I mean, I guess. You feel me? Hey, I Kuz, mean, since, Kuz is a bad boy. That man said he'd shoot it if Jesus was in front of him. That's a little That's wild. Impressive. That is a little wild, bro. I don't. I don't really expect him to make another big shot. (laughs) (laughs) Personally, (laughs) that quote was wild, man. If he misses another game winner, I I guess Jesus stepped up and put that hand in his face, bro. Scruff, you talk about Megan and Cardi. I mean, that's all bubble talk to me. But I mean, I I know you had something to talk about with the football. What's 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 good with the? Oh, we lost. We lost G Hip Hop back. And what's going on with the football, man? Hey, NCAA, man. I know y'all, I know y'all seen it. We we hot on the breaking news. So let me break it down for y'all, man. Big time updates with, with, with the NCAA right now. Big 10 has officially canceled their season. Pac-12 has officially canceled their season. And um, another breaking news, the Big 12 is actually proceeding with the 2020 season despite the Big 10 and the Pac-12 uh, obviously deciding to cancel the season. So with that being said, the NCAA, couple conferences, and, and the SEC has led to yet to announce what they're going to do. What's the, what's it looking like? What do you what do y'all think about college football? Should they be playing college football? I mean, they don't even have kids on campus. Gee, 
I know you're a big college football fan. You're right there in the heart of RU country. What you think about <laughs> this, man? Should, should the NCAA cancel their season, man? Man, I'm disappointed in the NCAA, man. At this point, right, this is the same organization that fine players take away their trophies and fucking blast these schools, right, when they give these players extra money and incentives, right? I want to say incentives in the quotations, right? They come and hand out these fines, right? But when it comes to securing the safety of these players, they don't even go on and just, like, cancel it for this fall semester because clearly, just like what you said earlier, there's no students in none of these universities or colleges right now at this point. There's no cure. There's nothing for this epidemic because God knows, like, yo, these players go on the field, they don't what? Ready respiratory issues, like come on now, man. Like you guys know, man. I'm a big NCAA hater. I think that's a bullshit as organization. I swear, that's the modern form of slavery right there, man. For players, just say you're amateurs. Come on now, man. And for them not to step out and be like, yo, listen, don't even give these 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 conferences the time or chance to vote to vote on it to be like, okay, we're gonna play. Just cancel it straight out. Like the Big Ten is the first program, right? But I'm not—I don't even think they're the, they're the first big conference, right? But I believe there was some other minor conferences, like the MAC Ten or something like that, that canceled the program. Patriot League—they all canceled all that. Ivy League, yeah, MIAC, all, all the uh, conferences. You know, but like, come on, and the NCAA, like this organization, is supposed to be run with like a bunch of people, scholars, and all this other bull crap. And you tell me they can't be like, all right, man, sometimes. This isn't worth it because you got players in jeopardy. Come on. I get what Trevor says. Like, yo, this is like a sanctuary for players to come in during the season to stay away from trouble back at home. But sometimes it's like, come on, man. Like, you don't really need this. We don't need college football. And we don't need you guys to risk your lives just for some people just to have some kind of enjoyment. Come on. It's not necessary. Let alone because you guys don't get paid. And when you guys do something, the schools can't even recognize you because the fucking NCAA is on their ass talking about, look at Reggie Bush when they took away his Heisman because he allegedly took some money, right, to support his family when they needed the money. So you're telling me, like, they can't be like, all right, let's just stop it, put it at pause. I think the NCAA is a fucking joke. I'm happy that the Big Ten said, no, we're going to suspend the season. At least we know somebody did something right I mean, yeah. I, let me just, go ahead, I'm gonna just go ahead and jump in real quick. I I I agree with suspended football. Um, for now, I'm surprised that guys are still trying to play. Like Struff said, if the Patriot League shut down, the Ivy League shut down. These are smartest guys in the country. I mean, these are guys that are gonna c- create all the rules going forward. Like if if they're not playing, they're not risking. You know what I'm saying? Them, their hells. Yeah, they, everybody should shut it down. And I, I I like the spring. I feel like if everything gets going in the spring at the same time. This might be the best sports moment of all time. Like, potentially, we can get a vaccine out there and everything starts at the same time. I mean, we could have college football. We could have basketball. We could have every everything going at once, and I, I would love it. But right now isn't the time. We should prioritize the health of the players um, and the children, and, and that's just that. Yeah, it's a pretty simple decision, fellas. I mean, we're talking about college football. We're talking about student-athletes, so – if if you can't go to class, if you can't physically go into the classroom, why in the world would you physically be playing on the football field that is also located at the school? Uh, the big problem that I've always had with the NCAA, much like G, 
is that it's just a facade, man. I mean, it, it's but we say student athlete, we act like they're, it's about school, and then you know uh, they make billions and billions of dollars off these kids playing football and basketball and whatever other sport. And the kids see none of that money. The kids get punished for even attempting to see the money. And then we're going to try to make them go out here and play in a pandemic. And that is absolutely insane. Now, I think, you know, professional sports, that's a whole other story. The NFL, if those guys want to play, if they're choosing to play, and they're also collecting a paycheck for playing, then that is a whole other situation. So I actually advocate for that. And I think if they can make it safe and the players agree to do it, then go ahead and do it. But these college players are not seeing a dime. Some of these players come from very poor neighborhoods and poor communities. Their families are struggling and being hit by this pandemic harder than other people. And you want them to go play to fill your pockets while their families see nothing. And that is ridiculous. That is why I'm such a huge advocate for the XFL and other amateur football leagues, even the league that we cover. Maybe some of these younger college players should start looking into semi-pro leagues or the XFL or whatever, the AFF, whatever football league may come about, may come up. They really need to target the college players, start siphoning them away from this NCAA, say, here, you're not going to make as much as you make in the NFL, and that still needs to be your main goal, but why play college and make nothing when you can play here and make something, and then it's at least a little bit worth the risk, a little bit worth the risk. Now, we see, we've seen some players in the NFL even opt out and say, you know, it's still not even worth the risk even making millions of dollars, but at least if you have an, I know it sounds silly, at least if you have a bunch of money on the table, you can make a decision. Whereas opposed to you're just a student, you're supposed to be going to school first. It's supposed to be about school first. And they're telling you you can't go to class. So it's not even a question on there for playing sports. If school is closed, sports are closed. It makes no sense. I can't believe it's even a conversation. Whew, that boy preaching. Nah, that was that was accurate, man. That was accurate. So now right now we got the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. So far, plans remain unchanged. They are not making any changes so far. We'll see what happens, man. And I got I gotta I gotta I gotta agree with pretty much all of y'all right now. I, I get it. Man, dude, like student athletes, how can you really sit here at in your NCAA and try to say that these are student athletes and you guys are trying to put them out there in the in the middle of a pandemic when you aren't putting your students out there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the great Coach Carter. I'm gonna say student athlete, the student comes first. You feel me? Hey look I don't want to disrespect Carter. Him any of the fans of college football or pro football, but if you don't know by now that student athlete is just one of those buzzwords to, you know, sound good and look good, then you haven't really been paying enough attention. And um, really, yeah, again, you're risking the lives of students or, or their family members or, you know, just, just other people. It's just, these guys still got to go to restaurants and eat. They're still going to go to McDonald's and all that. Like, they're, like even if they're not themselves, harm from this COVID, right? We, we don't know the long, long-term effects. So that's still one key unknown. But let's say just right now, the, the fact that they could still be out here spreading it amongst each other, it's college. You're going to be around women. I don't care what, what you say. You're going to be in social environments. I don't care if the kids are on campus or not. Like there's plenty of guys that live right outside of campus in apartments and there's going to be parties. There's going to be social gatherings. It, it just doesn't make sense. But what I will say, let's not pretend that college football is it, the cash cow. Like it drives all of these universities. Some of these major universities, Texas, what's the difference between Texas and Rhode Island? It's football. All right. Texas is a big time university because football is bringing in millions and millions of dollars. So I'm not surprised to see that they don't want to shut down that cash cow. But 
it just lets you know, like in America, like capitalism is, is the dollar is king. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, you're 100 percent right. The dollar is absolutely king. And it even goes back to my point of why I think it's OK for professional athletes and not the not the quote unquote student athletes, because at least if you're professional and you're getting paid, you know, you can make that decision for you and your family. But it's, it's disgusting what the NCAA is trying to do. Well, how do you guys feel about a, a league like, all right, we got three conferences or two two or three conferences playing in the, in the fall, and then we got a couple playing in the spring. Like, how would you even crown a national champion? Like, how does that even make sense, man? Like, yeah, I haven't, and that, you're, you're right. When, it, when you say it's all about the money and stuff, man, you're, you're right. They don't even really care about crowning a national champion. That, that worked when there was no COVID and, you know, there was money in that. Now they just want get, to get it on TV. Because that's, Fact. you know what I mean? They just want to get it on the, on the TV. They don't, and that's why I'll never stop advocating for another football league. In the same way that we got the D League, Major League Baseball has the minors. I, college football is the only, and I might be wrong, but it's the only sport that I can think of where you can't go pro really without attending the school first. And like for me, I would be going to school for other things other than sports. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, it's deep, and we could have a whole pod on it, a whole show on it. But uh, like D already said, man, I try not to cuss on the show, but fuck the NCAA. Yeah, G, go ahead. Talk on it. Now, think about it. The NCAA milk students, student athletes for three years, especially you play baseball. I mean, not baseball, football. Three years mandatory before you even allowed to get drafted. And now you're talking about, look at the COVID situation going on in Florida. Players in Florida, right? having to travel outside of the state of Florida to then play from other states, right? Now you're talking about the spread of COVID at a higher rate because all these players are just going to be out there, out and about, or players from other states coming down to Florida. What? That makes no sense. It makes no sense. And it's just, that's why I'm utterly disgusted with the NCAA when it's just like, yo, what happened to the whole student thing? It's just like what my man Nick said. It's just like, isn't the student comes first? Before the athlete, like, come on now, man, this shit is a joke. Where are your principles, man? And really, it, it starts at the top, man, because it's like the leagues, when, when you see things like that, when you see the conferences making the decisions, then and it's because the higher ups haven't made the decision. If the NCAA decided to put their foot down and say, hey, look, we're putting an end to this. This is what we need to do for the protection of the student athlete, because that's ultimately what they're supposed to be doing. But when you got all these conferences, it's, it's, it's like the wild, wild west. Like, okay. We could play. All right, we're playing. We're playing. Like, okay, like that's the problem. Everybody's trying to make their own decision. There's not a unified decision. Like, it needs to be from the higher ups, and the higher ups is probably sitting there like, Psh, I ain't gonna tell them to stop. <laughs> like, Psh, I'm trying to get that check. You know how much money that uh, Auburn, like Auburn LSU game makes. You know what I'm saying? And them Southern folks, man, they they'll, they'll riot. They'll probably will riot. They'll probably be out there with the with, with their guns out. You feel me? Got they got the right to bear arms. They always they you know. I've been in the South, man. Folks are strapped. They might come out, start, you know. <laughs> it's a culture, oh, man. Saying. It's really a culture. So it's a, I, it's I, fair. I, I, I do wonder this. So if, if games go on and your conference decides to play, right, and you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, whatever the case may be, should you be allowed to redshirt and, and opt out of the season and, you know, keep your oh, eligibility? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's another thing I think the NCAA isn't really looking into. They're really banking, and like they always do, they're banking on these guys just wanting to play. You know what I mean? Like needing to play. Like this is what you've been working your whole life to get. 
and we got it. So you're going to do what you need to do regardless of a pandemic or whatever. Uh, and that's what they're banking on. But they're going to have to have something in place for the guys that are going to say, nah, I'm opting out. I'm not putting this at risk. Because if they don't, if you try to punish those guys or you don't have some type of like red shirt system for them, you will look like even more, even bigger clowns than they already look like. So they're going to have to have something. Yes, I think they, I think they are. Because didn't they do that for March Madness? Where the players didn't get to play for March Madness? So they told them, hey, you can come next year and play. So I think they, I think they do have some kind of little program for them or some kind of red shirt. But something has to happen. Something. Yeah, at the very least, man. It's crazy, man. We're talking about people's life and they're talking about people's health, man. All for entertainment, man. So uh, that brings me on to the next topic, man. You know what time it is. Entertainment. You feel me? We we all sports junkies. You feel me? We, we, we talk about sports literally all day. We live for it. But we are sports for the culture. We are cultured individuals, all four of us, man. We have balance. You feel me? We have depth. We watch other things than sports. So with that being said, the what are you watching segment? It's been a while. We brought it into the quarantine because we literally had nothing else to watch. But now, what are you guys watching besides sports? Rome, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> I'm glad you started with me, man. You you, you uh, led us into this very well. You know, we have culture. We're, we're all very uh, deep thinking people and all that. We don't just watch sports. But uh as my wife would tell you, that's probably not even entirely true about me. I watch sports way too fucking much. And uh, <laughs> what I'm currently watching, or what I will be watching once we're done recording, is Hard Knocks. It debuted today. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sports show, but it's, it, it takes you a little bit in-depth, behind the scenes. You know, you get to see a little bit more than just the, the ball throwing and the, and the catching. You get to see, you know, the, the family lives and, and the ins and outs of what it's like to be in the NFL. I love watching it every season. Any team, I could care less who, what team they put on it. It always interests me. And I'm hyped for episode one. I think this year they're doing the Chargers and the Rams, so that's a little different. It's, it's a COVID year, so things will certainly be a little different. I also like how they do it live. Like, uh, I believe they record it uh, a week in advance, and then they come out with that week's episode. So whatever we're about to see tonight is what they were doing last week. So I, I like that little factor into it as well. So I'm going to be watching Hard Knocks. Nice, like a reality mm -hmm. show. It's good stuff, though. The the, the Chargers and the uh, Rams, by the way, are the two teams this year for those at home looking for something to watch. The L.A. football teams. G, what you watching right now? Sure, what am I not watching? Uh, right now I'm watching the Umbrella Academy. Season 2 just came out on Netflix. And yes, I am hooked. The first, I, just matter of fact, just right before we started the show, I just finished watching the first season. <laughs> At first, I didn't like it. It was a slow start, just like the way uh, Breaking Bad. You know how Breaking Bad took like season three for me to act, for anybody to actually be hooked on it. This like after episode two, I was like, oh shit! So nobody knows it's about seven orphans that one rich guy adopts, and all these kids have some kind of superpower, and they're trying to spoiler save the alert. world. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> a lot of spoiler alert. <laughs> It's fucking crack on TV, man, uh, or Netflix. It's something you're going to be watching. <laughs> okay, okay. Umbrella Academy, definitely adding that to my list. T, what you watching, man? Okay, so like most people, like my man G, I, I too am watching Umbrella Academy, so I won't talk about it too much. I will just say I recently rewatched the entire season one. I almost never rewatch re movies or shows, but 
I loved it the second time even more. Um, so season two is out right now. Check it out on Netflix. But right now I am watching a HBO show because HBO does not miss when it comes to <laughs> their television series. Um, I'm watching uh, I May Destroy You. I don't know if you guys know about this show, but it's uh, created and written by Michaela Cole. She's British. She's 32. She's absolutely uh, a genius. Um, she had a show on Netflix as well, Chewing Gum. They offered her like a million for season three or something. She turned it down smartly and HBO gave her the, gave her the battery. And I May Destroy You is a great show. Um, I don't want to really compare it to Insecure, but I will say this. I enjoy it more, th- more than Insecure. And as far as what the show is about, uh, I think it almost doesn't do it any justice to describe it. I will just say it's centered around sexual assault. It's centered around a lot of conversations that we should have, period, you know, just, just as humans. So it's, it's, a, it's really a show about everything, but the backdrop is sexual assault. So I may destroy you um, literally watching it. There's some tough conversations to be had. And it's, and it's, and it's funny, though, but it, it, it's funny. It's lighthearted. It's serious. It, it hits everything. But it's, it's really a show that, depending on how you've lived or your views, it, it might destroy you as a viewer. But it's great TV. And um, shout out to her. Black woman, she's a genius. Um, and she's British. And she's not getting enough credit or support, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, shout out to her. I may destroy you. Best show on TV right now. Definitely check Definitely. it out. Definitely, Definitely check it out. Yo, can I add another one? What you got? Go ahead. You, 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 get, a, you get a bonus. Go bon- bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> Unsolved Mystery on Netflix is another crack on, is more crack on TV. <laughs> like the, there's only eight episodes on right now. I believe by November or October, October, November, they're going to throw you another eight episodes. It's like a two part, but this is like an on running show since like back in the eight, back in the eighties. It's just Netflix picked it up now and it's just like, oh my God, so crazy. <laughs> uh, I may destroy you. I might have to watch that. I might have to, uh, you know, on a private site. Hey, check. I hey, got check one that too. Out. You already know. You already hey, hold know. Hold on, so. hold on, Scruff. Scruff, let me throw my, oh. let me throw my, let me throw my sleeper, my, my little okay. sleeper pick that I'm watching right now. I ain't gonna go into it too much, but uh, if you ever been to Magic City, if you ever been to Stadium, a couple uh. of these uh, gentlemen's club, P Valley, man, it's all stars. <laughs> P P Valley, man, it's. I'm not gonna say it's the greatest show, but it is entertaining, and I think we go to those gentlemen's clubs for entertainment. So check that out. But go ahead, Scruff. You stole it, man. That was what no! I was about to say. <laughs> no. That's My literally fault. what I'm watching. That's literally what I'm watching. It's all good though. It's just, it just speaks to the t- it speaks to the show. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna elaborate a little bit. You feel Do me? You think? Yo, P Valley, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'm keeping a buck with you. I first started watching it because you know it was daytime. Was no games on. I said, you know what? Let me see what this is going on. You feel me? In the day, worst case scenario, I'm gonna see some skin. You know what I'm saying? Now, what really made me what made me want to watch it is actually uh, Gas was in attendance at a power premiere, and we actually uh, met the girl that plays Mrs. Uh, Miss Mississippi. You feel me? Who am uh, I? Crooked letter, crooked letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna do all that because I don't even. That's complicated. But we met her at the, at the premiere. Beautiful, be- beautiful, beautiful young actress. Very talented girl. She's on the way up. She actually played in Power. Um, so shout out to her. She's doing her thing. But also, man, yo, P-Valley, man, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. It is deeper than just, like, you know, ass and titties. So, real talk, man, them girls live crazy lives, bro. It's a lot of stuff going on. 
it's like pretty much all the main stuff that you need in the show. You're going to be entertained for the very least. I'm, that's not on my regular watch list every Sunday. I binged the whole uh, first like five episodes and like it only took me about a day. I ran through them pretty quick. So P Valley, that's that's on my list for what am I, what what I'm watching. Go ahead, T. I, I mean, look, <laughs> I, look, I ain't mean to steal your thunder, but that 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 P Valley, that's yeah. If you're not watching, if you haven't heard about it, I, I caught it on a whim. I saw somebody tweeting about P Valley. Um, it popped up on my Amazon. Said I should watch it. I checked it out, and uh, now it it's a must watch. <laughs> it popped up. <laughs> no, hey. no, no pun intended. Ooh. But it's, it's, hey, what's a must watch? So, so, so what's let me tell you. Stand for. Uh, we can't say that without it's the FCC. That's, that, you know that's, that's the name of the town. <laughs> that's the name of the town, though, for real. Okay. You oh, try it's like to get a double entendre. It's like a double <laughs> entendre. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, man. It's, it's really yeah, it's about it's really time. about one one exotic dancer stripper what have you she she's looking to exit the game and kind of like the drug game and and and, and be legit or you know what I'm saying make a make a good business out of it and then there's a whole real backstory about this this mysterious stripper that yeah. we don't we don't really know about her past and they're giving us flashbacks and she's kind of the the next big thing in that in that strip club and we're trying to really get to the root of what her background is and what her situation is. I can't. I, I can't really describe it more than that without spoiling it. Yeah, but right away. I mean, it, it's it's one of those for the culture shows because you have the music, you have yeah. the you have the food, you have the the that southern culture. You know, what I'm saying the accents and the, the pole dancing and, and and what you really would expect if you go down south in a small town and you walk into one of those gentlemen's clubs. So good show, man. If you, you haven't checked it out, watch it. But in the TV show, nah. No, nah, it's, like, it's, I mean, it's really like nothing I've ever seen, to be honest. Yeah, like I, I yeah, it's kind of its own thing. And um, I want to say it it might be like a spinoff of Hustlers or something, but I don't even think that gives it its right credit. But um, you got to watch it. Like, you know I mean, it's like power, but for strippers. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was kind of feeling. Yeah, I like, I was saying. I like, like that. power, but for strippers. Yeah, it's a couple. It goes in depth. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of. Little storylines here and there. I, I don't think people aren't going to enjoy this. I think no matter what you're in TV for, there's something for you. Yeah, just don't, just don't have the kids with you, bro. <laughs> 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 them boy, them boys gonna be learning some new things. <laughs> hey man, I had my one year old with me, and I started looking at that WAP video, and I was like, oh no, no, didn't realize it was gonna be like that. We already Yo, covered I the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Get that privacy glass for your phone. It's a good investment. <laughs> Yo, but, another great episode, fellas. Another great episode, as y'all know. We're yes, talking indeed. About, go ahead, Ron. I mean, um, go ahead, T. Go ahead, tell them where they can find us. Hey, man, look, if you're not watching on Twitter already or YouTube, man, please do that, man. That's the best way to take this in. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple. I mean, we have the podcast. Look, man, your morning commute, when things get back to normal, when we get back to the streets, use us when you're going to work, when you're coming home. We have the app, Gas Network, goodassportsblog.com, man. My, my guy, Rome, is an article machine, man. Shout out to Rome. He's a great writer, man. Check him out. Uh, you can really find us wherever you find anything, your social media, wherever you find your music, wherever you find your podcast. 
I mean, wherever you find your apps, that's gas. That's where we are. Yes, sir. Bringing that heat on the regular. You know what time it is. So make sure you stay tuned. One more thing I'm going to add, though. Make sure you stay tuned on our Instagram, man. Stay tuned on them sports sound offs, man. Gas sports sound off. Rome been putting in work there. This dude is literally a machine. I got a little sound off all out there right now talking about Cam Newton and, and some of the top quarterbacks with something to prove. So go ahead and if you're not following us at Good Ass Sports on Instagram, stop looking at chicks all day. Go ahead and go ahead and get some. Get, get some <laughs> hey, some hey, hey. While, while, we, while we're on the topic of sound offs, man, I want to give a shout out to, uh, you know what I'm saying, two new members of Gas. We got Don Hollinsworth the second and Chris Holt, man. Those guys have been putting in good work, man. Good guys. Hey, I appreciate you guys. And uh, hey, check us out. Check them out, man. Good additions to the Gas team. Yeah, man. Definitely yeah, get man. down with the squad while we're growing, man. Get get it, get on board now. And, get on and board. If get on this. If you're out there shit. listening, there are opportunities, man. Reach out to us. You see our ads. Reach out to us if you want to join the team, man. We'll find a place for you, man. Just just let us know. We'll figure it out. Yes, sir. You already know what time it is because we are sports for the culture. That means we are a community. So as always, we're gonna sign out like we always do. Go ahead, fellas. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. culture.